0: This episode is brought to you by Away With Me Travel, the official travel agency of the YDF Media Network and the Disney Dads Podcast.
1: Jamie, can you think of a better time than right now to go to Walt Disney World? With so many unique and exciting things for you to discover at all four theme parks, this year more than ever is such a terrific time to visit. You can enjoy sun, fun and savings when you stay in the middle of the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. New things are coming to Walt Disney World this year, and you need to get there now. New in 2019, get ready to explore the all-new Star Wars, A Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World. This is your chance to live out your Star Wars story and discover who you truly are in a galaxy far, far away. Make sure to get a hold of us at Away With Me Travel at...
0: Show at awaywithmetravel.com for
1: all of your travel needs, and we can get you in the middle of all of the magic that Walt Disney World has to offer. And remember, keep on traveling. Keep on traveling, guys.
0: And now this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you commercial-free by our amazing Patreon members. Thank you, and enjoy the show.
1: Roth one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids,
0: sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that we all started by a mouse.
1: Did we just become best friends? Yep! Gentlemen, start your...
0: To infinity and beyond! There's a touch of madness around here.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Disney Dads Podcast. Show it's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and we are here tonight to spread a little Disney magic across the world. And I am joined by my good pal Mike. What's
0: up, buddy? What's going on? How are you? I haven't seen you I'm in good. a while. I know, man. We're
1: recording late. It's uh, it's one of those things that worked out perfect because you you had called and you said, uh, "Hey, dude, you know Laura's going out of town. We can do it another day." Because you knew my weekend was absolutely just crazy. Cause we had a, we had some firsts here at our house. Uh, Rye's birthday was this weekend. Yeah, turned seven. Yeah. Happy birthday, Riley! Happy birthday to my munchkin. Uh, seven years old, man, and uh, she lost a tooth on her birthday, mm. which was really cool. Um, and then we did her first ever sleepover with uh, with a couple of little girls over at the house. So that was that was an experience.
0: She's a lo- You know, it's five hundred dollars if you lose a tooth on your birthday.
1: I'm glad she's not your kid. <laughs>
0: Well, my kids okay. never lost a tooth on their birthday.
1: I'm I'm, I'm really glad the Tooth Fairy delivers differently <laughs> up north than than they do down south down here, uh, because she got the old tin spot from the Tooth That's Fairy. a
0: Spectacular achievement losing a tooth on a birthday.
1: It was pretty talented. I think she did it on purpose, and she did it eating pizza of of all this, you know, all the while. So, uh, but yeah, on her birthday though, and I want to talk about this for a minute, um, dude. We went and saw Toy Story Four.
0: I can't wait to go see it buddy,
1: I can't, I cannot brag about this movie enough. I, I'm not going to give away any spoilers at all, so don't worry. I'm going to, I'm going to keep it to just my feelings on it. I cannot brag enough about what they did with this movie. for it to be the fourth installment of this series, I haven't laughed that hard at an animated movie ever, ever. There's a five-minute span where you get the new character Forky, and there's a five-minute span where I laughed so hard I couldn't stop laughing. And I, I would go see it again tomorrow. I mean, it's that good.
0: Yeah, Laura being out of town this weekend, just the way that things happen, we couldn't get to go see it. Unfortunately, we have uh, we're going to see it next Sunday. It's we're doing a family day. Uh, Laura'll be back from Michigan, seeing her dad, and uh, I can't wait. I've been now obviously no spoilers either. I, I've been hearing nothing but good things about it online. I can't wait to go uh, check it out.
1: Dude, you're gonna love it. The girls will love it, and you know what? I I put it up on the group. Um, my buddy here, he's actually he's sitting right here mm-hmm. next to me recording. He's got a brand new home uh, right here on my desk in the office, and uh, it's Woody. And I put up a story for those of you who aren't a part of the Facebook group. So back in 1995, uh, late 1994, I got a uh, a Woody doll. It was before the first movie ever came out. And to be 11 years old or 12 years old or however I was the time, I made a conscious decision he was going to live in the box. And he did. He lived in the box. For twenty-four years. Twenty-four years he lived in the box here with me at the house. And we got ready to leave the house, of course. You know, I have a seven year old. And I looked at him and I just thought, you know what? This is silly. I'm gonna take him out of the box and he's gonna go to the movie theater with us. And that's what we did, man. We took him out of the box for the first time. Now, did I check how much he was worth? Of course I did. Hold on. <laughs> if I, I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna open him if he was worth like a couple thousand dollars. But uh but you know, he was a little over hundred bucks they were selling on eBay, and that's not worth it to me. Um, so he's part of the family now. He sits right here on the desk and stares at me.
0: Poor Al from Al's Toy Barn was crying as you ripped he that He's poor that boxer apart.
1: Yeah, but yeah, what's funny is, uh, yeah, he's you know he's always been in the box. He's still a little bit not ragged, but you know a little faded, and his his uh, his pull string doesn't work. But that's okay. I love him. He's uh, he's a good addition to the Disney family up here that I stare at as I uh, as I record the show and work and do all that good stuff. So. It was a lot of fun, man. How was your
0: weekend? It good, good. You know, we had an entire week of nothing but rain. It was the most miserable week we've ever had here in a long time. And since Friday afternoon, it's been absolutely beautiful. I wish we were recording outside right now because it is just, I didn't want to be in the house all day today. It was so nice that I washed the car, I did yard work, I just did not want to be in the house today. Anything and everything I could do outside today, I did just because it was absolutely beautiful. Uh, and from being a doom and gloom the whole week to be able to just enjoy the sunshine, it was great. Uh, Laura's away, like I said So, the you know, the cat's away, the mice will play And uh, I'm home by myself I figured I'd have a nice, good weekend with the girls Have a little daddy-daughter time And they're both out So I'm kind of home to my own devices And uh, they left me by myself So uh, I haven't burned the house down yet So we're doing pretty good And speaking of not burning the house down we're missing our buddy Jason this week.
1: He's gone, man. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. In Pennsylvania, he's out, out for out for two weeks. Actually, uh, you know, enjoying time with the family and and long road trip though, man. Wow, it takes two days for them to get there. That's a long road trip. Yeah, yeah. Katie, kill me by then. That'd, that'd be it. That'd be it right there. Hey, with you being home alone, do you uh, do you put on music and and shave and pat your face and scream in the <laughs> mirror with your aftershave? I'm, do you do all that? kind right of stuff?
0: Right after the show, that's my plans. Okay.
1: <laughs> Isn't that house located up there? The Home Alone house? Is
0: it? I don't know. It's a beautiful house. I'm not sure it's in it New
1: York a, home. I, I,
0: I, I, I would say. It's probably going no, through Chicago. That. Wasn't it Chicago? Are they in Chicago? Chicago's another they, house. I think area. they are in
1: Chicago. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. Oh, they are in Chicago because he goes to New York in the second one. Yes. So it wouldn't make any sense for him to get lost in his own city. <laughs> yeah, that would be the worst. Right. That's why I'm not a writer. That would be terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, big Jay's out of town, man. And uh, we miss him terribly. It's uh, It's never... a a true party until we're all three here but uh, we're gonna we're gonna push on buddy because we got a fun topic tonight
0: so as you know summer is upon us and summertime brings family vacations now the topic comes up on what the family's gonna do every year tonight Justin and I are gonna talk about something that we both have some experience in and that's doing a little bit of a vacation at that other place called Universal Studios, and uh, we're going to kind of compare the two because, you know, there are times when we do go down to Disney and we decide to venture over to the other park, and some people make that just their primary uh, destination for their vacation. So we're going to get into some uh, areas of the parks tonight, resorts, dining, attractions, some of the extra events, and the actual story and theming of the parks, and kind of give a side-by-side comparison, you know, let you guys make your decision if it's a place you want to venture out to. Uh, You know, obviously we all know What Walt Disney World has to offer And and what they do But uh, some of us aren't really sure what Universal has And we're going to kind of get into that a little bit And give a side-by-side And um, I'm happy to do it with my buddy Justin here Because we've both done it Justin, you've done it quite a bit more than I have uh, Being that you're so local I know you're down there quite a bit I want to say I've probably done it about maybe four times in the last seven years, but uh, I know you've been down there quite a bit more. So uh, I'm excited to talk about this tonight because you don't really get a lot of universal talk on a Walt Disney show. It's almost like, uh, yeah, you know, we don't talk about that place, but we're going <laughs> to dive into it a little bit tonight because, you know, it's there. And, uh, you know, there, there's definitely some comparisons, and most importantly, it's about a family vacation. So, uh, you know, Justin, talking about some of the stuff that, we can compare between the two let's start with the first thing and that'd be the resorts uh what are some of the comparisons you see resort wise
1: oh there's there's actually a lot of comparisons um between disney and the place which shall not be named for some disney fans but for me uh it's kind of a second home down there for us we've been annual pass holders there for a long long time uh we try to go as often as possible whenever we're down that way it's just a it's it's a different experience but going to the resorts look there are, there's a wide gap in the variety of resorts you're getting between Disney and Universal. Disney has uh, more than 25 resorts there on property, whereas Universal, they've got seven and they've got another one coming, Dockside ends coming in 2020. And um, for me, though, I do like where Universal and Disney have this in common. I'm going to start with something in common. And that is the fact that they have something for all uh, um They have something for everybody. They have something not only for your financial situation. You know, if you want to go and stay at what would be a value resort at at Universal, they have them at Disney, too. But also, they have lots of different theming as well. Mike, have you stayed on property at Universal?
0: You know, believe it or not, one of our very, very first trip, it's not even there anymore. We stayed at the Nickelodeon Hotel because... uh, Oh, wow, it's
1: a while back. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And I think it's a Holiday Inn now or something like that. Right. But our very first trip there... So to answer your question real short was the only place we've ever stayed that was not Disney was Nickelodeon. Uh, All of our other Universal trips have always been uh, at Disney and just ventured over that way, you know, via cab or whatever it was. But the one place place we stayed was the Nickelodeon Resort, which isn't there anymore. And I can't believe it's not because it was a really cool resort. Uh, I definitely would have went back there again. Um, there was a lot of shows that the kids were into. I mean, my kids were always into the Disney shows, but there was quite a few other Nickelodeon shows, and they had right. a lot of family fun there. You know, they had um, game show nights, and they had you know the kids got slimed at the pool, and that's uh, cool. It was yeah. a, it was really, and they had the huge bucket of slime that would dump on the kids. Uh, it was a really really cool place. Um, I'm kind of sad to see it go. The theming there was incredible. Uh, the character meet and greets, and some of the uh, you know the Squidward and SpongeBob and Dora, and some of those other real really cool, uh, you know, people that you wouldn't get to see on Disney were there for your your, your breakfasts and your lunches and your dinners and you're kind of walking around the resort a little bit. But uh, where do you typically stay if you stay on property?
1: We stayed at a few different ones there on property. We One of my favorite ones is, um, it's actually really reasonable and it's a newer resort. It's only a couple years old and that's Cabana Bay. And it is based in the 1950s. So when you pull up, they have the old, like, 1950s cars all out front and everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. The motif, the pool, uh, everything is, is like you walked in the 1950s. There's actually a bowling alley in the resort. Mm. So you can go and you can bowl. You can do all that fun stuff. Um, we've also stayed at um, Sapphire Falls, glow Sapphire Falls. That's a little more high-end. Very nice. You know what? It kind of reminds me of the poly a little bit. Okay. Um, as far as the pool and the feel to the resort. Um, all that kind of stuff. We really like that one. But a couple of the other ones that I want to say, I want to stay at the Hard Rock because I am a huge, uh, like, rock fan, you know, mm-hmm. like especially, like, 80s, 90s rock. I love 80s, 90s rock. So I'd love to stay at the Hard Rock sometime. And, of course, Rural Pacific is another one that completely reminds me of the Poly. I mean, you've got, you're right there on the beach. They've got the amazing pool. The cool thing I really like about the Universal Resorts, and you get this with, like, Bay Lake Tower, the contemporary... Is you can walk to the parks. They come in right there at City Walk, mm-hmm. and you have all your dining, have everything. Of course, everything's on a much smaller scale, but the resorts there are all themed differently. They're all on different um, price levels. Look, when you talk about the newest resorts, you talk about Dockside coming up. Those are have a starting price of seventy nine dollars a night, and that's on property. So I mean, that's going to include transportation. It's going to include everything. So it's more that would be like your equivalent to your All Stars and all that kind of stuff. Um, if I had to choose one or the other, look, we I've stayed at almost all the Disney uh resorts on property. I think maybe the only ones a campground we haven't stayed at. But for me there's a couple of these hotels man are just the Universal's doing is they're really building what they have and uh, and making it much much better. Aventura, the new the newest hotel coming or that's there, it is top of the line. All of the rooms you use iPads to do everything, open the curtains, turn on the TV, do everything with iPads. So it's interesting to see how Universal's pushing Disney with the resort base. And it's going to see going to be interesting to see over the next couple of years what Disney does to kind of, hey, here we're still Disney. Look at us.
0: Well, I think they did that with Star Wars. Big time. Yeah, <laughs>
1: 100%. Yeah, Big time. Yeah, They're we'll, like, we'll, talk, show you we'll talk
0: about that a little bit later. But, uh, you know, the, I mean, the one good thing that I will say that I know they do do that I haven't been taken part of was the early morning hours you know uh, Mm -hmm. if you're staying on property you can get into the parks earlier they have those kind of little extra magic hours um yeah i like i said i feel like i would be cheating on disney if i was staying at uh universal i don't know if i'd be able to be comfortable being down in orlando and staying someplace other than a disney resort uh so it would be kind of tough for me on that end i think i'd rather if i'm doing the universal vacation when i'm down there just stay at my disney resort and kind of hop on over it's well, an they,
1: easy lift ride too. Oh easy yeah. Uber. I, with, yeah, with
0: Uber and Lyft, it's really changed the game. You know, we've talked about that on other episodes before. Even just going around Disney is—it's fantastic using the, uh, the you know the Uber and the Lyft system and the Mickey the uh the mini, the, mini uh, the minivans. It's really really convenient now. Uh, yeah, I mean I can't see. I, I'm just, you know, I'm very partial to Disney. Uh, The Nickelodeon experience, if I was going to go back, would be where I was because of the extra family stuff they had there. I know the other Universal offer a lot of that, but my heart still stays with uh, Disney when it comes to staying on grounds.
1: Oh, 100%. I'm with you, 100%. I mean, it's weird when we go down because we do stay on Universal property, but we only do Universal when we do adult trips. Mm -hmm. Riley's never been Universal. She's not quite tall enough to do some of the things yet. And there's a difference, like, for me, Universal Hotels, and and we'll get into this even more as we go along, but Universal Hotels, when you walk into a Disney hotel, it's the cast members that make the hotel amazing. You know, you get that Disney customer service, you get that Disney charm, that Disney feel, everything about it is above and beyond. I'm not going to say Universal doesn't strive to do that, but it's more of a, you're at a hotel, than at a destination, if that makes sense. At Universal, you're at a hotel. At Disney, you're at a destination.
0: Yeah, I i can, t- I can vouch for that 100% because I just witnessed that with Hawaii. You know, we walked into Walani for the first part of our trip, and it was like like we were in Florida. It was a familiar place. The layout, the cast members, the the overall customer service from the minute you pull in and then we went to the Hilton right after that, and it was completely different. And yes, it, they were polite and whatnot, but it wasn't that same kind of Disney experience. You know, when we walked into Willani, and you're on pretty much the other side of, you know, the, the other, you know, yeah. you're in Hawaii, you're, you're thousands and thousands of miles away, you felt like you were at a Disney resort hotel in Florida that we're all used to and accustomed to. And they, they you know, they set the mold for it, and uh, they do it right. Well, even think about this,
1: walking into... The, take for example, walking into the poly and the Grand Floridian and let's say um, boardwalk, the cast member costumes, the smells, the you know they transport you just by those little things. like mm-hmm. if when I walk into the poly and they automatically you know put a lay of, on you and and uh, welcome you to the poly and you get that French that, that smell of the poly, which is just amazing. Or if you walk into the Grand Floridian you have the grand piano playing. And you know they greet you out front. It's just, it's just a whole different. And not only that, you go into the all-star resorts and just the cast member costumes there. Yeah. You know, art of animation where the, the amazing cast member costumes. It's just for me, Disney will always have my heart with the resorts. But Universal is stepping up their game. They are getting much much better compared to years ago when Katie and I used to go.
0: Now, one thing that I would have a hard time really having a debate about and what's better because i know how good it is and that's dining and uh, i've eaten at quite a few places at universal and i've had quite a few that were good but i think hands down dining when it comes to choosing a vacation if dining is something you want to consider part of your vacation a must then i would say disney world is definitely uh, hands down the way to go with that
1: oh this if there was one you know we when you and i kind of talked about this topic and we started thinking okay well how do we want to compare these these two vacation destinations Dining was one of the first things we said. I mean, it's just, it's a no-brainer. For me, dining, our whole vacation revolves around ADRs. Like, everything. It's the first thing you do at 180 days, and then everything else revolves around those times. Walt Disney World is absolutely incredible with the fact that it has over 90 sit-down restaurants on property. 90. And that's growing exponentially. I mean, that, that grows every month almost. There's a new restaurant opening somewhere. And for me, this is the one part about Universal that Universal really slacks on. In-park dining at Universal is subpar. It really is. And I tell clients this too. I say, listen, if you're going to go Universal, which I recommend doing at Universal, if you've never been to Universal, you need to go, especially if you're like a Potter fan or anything like that. You need to go because it really is amazing and we'll get to attractions uh, coming up, but Inside the parks, other than Mythos, which is um, their signature dining restaurant that's in Islands of Adventure, there's not really a great sit-down restaurant in the parks. There's really not. Now, City Walk, Mike. Have you eaten any places there at City Walk at all?
0: Yes, uh, City Walk is great. Uh, Margaritaville, we stopped. Margaritaville is great. It was yeah. really cool. Yeah. Uh, the NASCAR Cafe, we ate in there. That gone was really now. Cool. Yeah, oh, gone yeah, now. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, it's
1: NBC Sports Grill now. Same, same place. Same. They just got rid of the theming and and some different food, but it's it's a great establishment.
0: If you want to watch a game, that's where you go. I mean, it's really really good. Right. Yeah. That's where that's where we ate on the City Walk, not actually being in the parks. But uh, just because I'm a little confused about it, do they have any kind of dining plan available at uh, Universal? They do.
1: Yeah, they do. And I don't recommend doing it Um, for me. Whereas Disney doing the dining plan, you have I feel like it opens your options. With Universal, I feel like it pigeonholes you to eating in the parks. Um, Because you got to think City Walk. City Walk's not universally owned. It's it's outside outside businesses you know it's outside restaurant corporations coming in and renting spaces to put their restaurants um, The one of the newest restaurants that's been there only a couple of years and that's Toothsome Chocolate Factory and Emporium um, it is amazing that is one of my favorite restaurants in Central Florida and sometimes on days we arrive at Disney before we'll actually travel over there just to eat there mm. um, we've taken Riley over it is like a steampunk uh, kind of feel where they do handmade milkshakes and dude, they're like, I mean, I'm of course we're on audio and I'm doing hand motions. They're, I mean, they're huge, and like there'll be a whole slice of cake on top of one, or a whole like cookie on top of one, you know, or a whole cupcake on top of the milkshake, um, stuff like that. But that place is amazing, great food. I recommend it to anyone who's not only going to uh, to Universal, but just is in Central Florida. Go check that one out. But Disney World, dude, you and I. We, we got our trip coming up. What are we leaving in? I'm leaving in 19 days, I think, and you're like 21, something yeah. like that? This is
0: my last full week of work. I've, oh, is it really? Yeah, five days this week, then four days, then four days. Oh, it's my last nice. five-day work week. Nice.
1: Uh, you know, when I call, called you because we're meeting up with you your first day down to have dinner, and we kind of planned out all of our ADRs together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's just – that's one thing about Universal you really can't do because some of the restaurants don't do um, – They don't do dining reservations. Some don't even do call-ahead seating. It's a first-come, 1st serve. I will say this. This is when staying on property really makes it worth it at Universal because you can get priority seating staying on property. Um, Really, really helps with that.
0: I I've, I know a couple of times when we were in the parks of universal they had like the uh refillable cups you could get all day mm-hmm. and the, you could mm-hmm. buy like the the snack package and you would get you know un, unlimited popcorn and unlimited dish but I don't ever remember doing any kind of meal plan down there. Do they have like a quick serve plan if you wanted That's to do that? That's exactly what it is. Okay. Yeah,
1: they have a quick and not only that but even the refillable mugs I feel like they kind of nickel and dime you on them. You know with Disney you pay I think it's like 17.99 and you get the cup for the length of your stay. It doesn't matter if you're staying two days or if you're staying ten days. You know, like right. that's you're gonna get the cup for seventeen ninety nine. There you pay per day, so you buy the cup. I want to say it was like eight ninety nine, which I got an annual pass discount on. They Universal is really good on giving you AP discounts on things. Um, but I bought the cup, and then the next day, if you want to refill it, it's like half price. You have to pay half price. Right. So then you got to pay another. Four bucks and then another four bucks, you know, for however long you're there. Universal is also not a week-long destination either. Right,
0: right. Yeah, that I I think also if you're planning on going down there, four days is probably way enough to see everything you need to see when you're doing Universal. Oh, yeah,
1: definitely. Uh, and that includes doing Cabana Bay. I mean, that, that includes like a water park and a, mm-hmm. a, um, a pool day and shopping. And, uh, yeah, that's more than enough. Right, right.
0: So one of the things that I want to talk about was attractions. And some of the attractions we we're going to talk about was some of the theming, some of the stuff when it comes to doing fast passes. Uh, I will tell you that I did like the universal fast pass system better. Uh, I liked paying for the, you know, the Fast Pass Express where I paid ahead of time. Uh, I got to tell you that that really worked out for our family because we don't go to Universal that often. And to be able to do all of those rides um, and not have to have designated times kind of gave us the freedom. You know, we live a very rigid schedule when we're home. Who's got to go to, you know, cheerleading and, you know, who's got to go to dance and who's got to go here and who's got to pick up there. Everything was really routine and and rigid with us with schedules. And um, I like to have that little bit of freedom. I miss that freedom when we were at uh you know when when disney used to have just the ticketed without having mm-hmm. the reservation yeah. time um so i kind of like that that really like that a lot with universal being able to just kind of go with it and have your fast passes any time of the day whatever you wanted
1: it's for me universal ugh, now a lot of people are gonna scream yes and a lot of people are gonna scream no at what i'm about to say i think universal has it right with this now a lot of people say, well, then you get pay-to-play. Pay you know what I mean? But really, all theme parks are kind of pay-to-play, if you really think about it. You still have your queue you can wait in. Universal has what they call Express Pass, and you can one of two ways get it. You can either pay up front for it daily, um, or you can stay at one of their high-end resorts, what would be considered their deluxe resorts, um, Portofino Bay, Hard Rock, all those, and it comes complimentary with the stay at the hotel. Now, with this, for for the attractions, instead of you only getting to do it once, if you have the Express Pass Unlimited, you can go through, with the Express Pass Unlimited, go through as many times as you want. You can get off an attraction, get around, go right past the line, and get right back on, and do it again, and again, and again, and again, and again. Now, I will say this. Starting at 4, here's a little tip and trick. Starting at 4 p.m., all annual pass holders above a certain level, let's say it's like a gold or whatever, they have express pass as well so if you're going to universal and you get express pass which i recommend you need to be there in the morning in the afternoon because you can do and mike you'll test this mm-hmm. you can do so much at universal with an express pass it's
0: unbelievable yeah. i think we rode the mummy without exaggerating six times in a row yeah. Oh, yeah. Sammy loved it. It was one of her favorite roller coasters. She loved every minute of it. It was one of the first big roller coasters she could ever go on. And she's again, 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 and again. We kept walking right past. And I think we were aggravating people by walking past them over and over and over and over. But you, but know, you have that right. Right. That's what we paid now, for. That was,
1: now, I think that Disney is going to this system. Okay. I think that in the next couple years, I think by the 50th um, that we're going to have a system like this where it's almost going to be like a max pass. Now, I don't see Disney charging as much as Universal does for theirs, but I can see a daily fee to where you're going to have, like, for the higher-end attractions, the the longer queued attractions, you can pay for those Fast Passes. What's your thought on that?
0: If I was Disney, I think the best way to do it would be when you buy your park passes, whether you're... So you just regular... Coming down for your one trip and you're buying your your five day park and hopper passes. Why wouldn't you charge? Why wouldn't you have a standard park pass? Right now you have the option. You can either get a hopper, you can get a standard, or that's that's it. So why not have a a hopper plus where you'd get I don't know two extra fast passes of your choice for the day and you could use it at any time of the day. See,
1: I like that. And you could pre-purchase the tickets. You still can at 60 days get your five now instead of your three. Right. Right. But here's where it gets you. If Disney has this tier system going through the parks, is it worth the five? At Magic Kingdom, of course it is. I mean, now you've got five fast passes to Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. But think about someplace like Epcot, where now all you're going to be able to do is one of the things. So I would like to see them do okay, if you pay extra, we're going to give you a fast pass for all tier one attractions. Mm-hmm. You can pay for a fast pass to all tier one attractions, but the other system will still be available. With you get one tier one and the rest tier two.
0: I you know, I understand the logistics of having to have time frames set up on people. I just that's the worst part about my day is knowing that we have to be at a certain place at a certain time. Right, yeah. And 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 just, you know, I don't mind doing the dinner reservations because obviously you can't have a thousand people showing up at a restaurant at one you know, at dinner time. Mm-hmm. You know, and I understand how they have to have that scattered, but the fast pass system I just I just miss the old kind of you know, you have the fast pass for that and you kinda go do it for the day. You know, it was having to have the reservations so far ahead of time, that's kinda it, it really plans a lot of your day, you know what I mean? But well, you, uh,
1: you and I were talking,
0: I mean, just from what
1: you were saying too, you and I are a lot alike in our Disney trips, right? We, Our families, we really enjoy laying by the pool, relaxing, and for that first half of the day, there's really no schedule. I enjoy um, letting Riley do the pool party mm-hmm. as I sit and have a drink, and Katie reads, and we do all this stuff. All of a sudden, it gets to be 2 o'clock, and you're going, Oh man, you know we have a fast pass at three thirty. Oh, we're gonna have to leave the pool. We gotta hurry. We gotta catch it. We gotta do all that. You know what I mean? But with the pool day, you know now I don't want to leave. I want to be. I want to be by the pool, and I've missed multiple fast passes for that. Have you guys have that had that arise with the fast pass system at Disney, where you actually skip fast passes because you don't want to change
0: your day? Oh, we skip fast passes all the time. We, you know, we uh, yeah, especially whatever it's for. I mean, sometimes you have that extra fast pass. You're like, ah, eh, you know what? So I'm not gonna get. This today, or I'm not going to get that right. have right, done right. that how many times, and uh, you know, ah, you know, we did it earlier in the week, or you know, we're coming back next Tuesday, we'll you know, we'll be able to catch it then. So, yeah, we we constantly miss fast passes. As a matter of fact, we even you and I were both teetering on that Sunday, you know, whether we're going to make the pirates at three o'clock or not, you know. So, um, but yeah, no, we 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 pass on fast passes all the time,
1: yeah. I and mean, that's the good part about Universal is you could literally go over, do express whatever you want to express, get through it, and then. Go about your day. You don't have to worry about it. It's all the same. You know, it's not a big deal. I do want to talk about attractions for a minute, though, because you hit on maybe one of my favorite attractions in Central Florida, and that's the Mummy roller coaster.
0: Oh yeah, that, that's so, that's such an underrated roller coaster. It's so
1: great, and yeah. it's it's older too. It's been there for a while, you yeah. know, but it holds up. I mean, it's just everything about that attraction is great. I want to ask you this: if I'm going to put you up to it, okay? Mm-hmm. If you had to pick. Which of the two have better attractions, Walt Disney World or, or, uh, or uh, Universal Studios?
0: I would probably say Universal with with quite a few of those. Yeah.
1: I agree. I, I, I agree. I really do. Now, you have to take away the nostalgic factor of some of the Disney attractions, mm-hmm. but when you strictly look at what they have, when you look at Escape from Green Gots, which I think is the greatest ride in Central Florida... Mm-hmm. The greatest ride in Central Florida. I I mean it's it, it is. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's interesting to what we're gonna get with um, you know, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run or all those. I don't know if they'll beat out that, but if you haven't been on that, I'm not gonna give any spoilers, but you're on an actual roller coaster that is 3D, you know, and that's that kind of universal takes some hits with the being it's a screen park, everything's screens, it's all screens. I don't mind it as much. I think Spider-Man's fantastic. I think all the Potter attractions are amazing. Hagrid, uh, his, the newest attraction just opened last week. Hagrid's Motorbike Adventure is, is getting rave reviews. Five and a half minute roller coaster. I just, dude, I think it's great.
0: That's you know that's the one thing that uh, I kind of complain about is the screen 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 everything screen uh, you know Laura gets kind of sensitive to that after a while and it's really hard to go from Transformers to Spider Man to right, to right. you know to the Minions and to this and, to, and then it's constantly screen at the screen at the screen and uh, we were on Spider Man one time and there was a malfunction and it was just like it was really like it was just <laughs> oh it was getting me sick you know but then you get yeah, on Coach The Simpsons Rice. and it's one of the greatest rides also I mean right, how yeah. is that not an amazing ride uh, I get it. I do wish they had more of the animatronics. You know, I missed the Jaws ride that was there. It was really cool. I missed Jaws, too. It was a very cool ride. You know, it was a cheesy animatronic, but it was good. It's great. Um, Now, the new King Kong. Have you been on that? Is that a screen ride? It's,
1: it's, It's all screens until the very end. You see... A massive King Kong animatronic, massive King Kong animatronic. But the uh, the new Haggers ride is uh, I don't I don't know if there's any screens, and if there is screens, it's very very few from what I've heard. Okay. Um, it's more of of actual animatronics that you're seeing in there, so that's cool. Now the one thing I'll give Disney is this, and look, we're a Disney podcast for a reason. We love everything Disney. Is those attractions have they bring up feelings? For me, mm-hmm. that no universal attraction does. Right. I mean, if I'm th- if I'm talking thrill and I want to ride Rip Ride Rocket or if I want to ride Potter, you know, those are thrill rides for me. Me riding Splash Mountain with Riley, mm-hmm. there's nothing ever gonna top that for me. Right. Yeah, you know, or hearing her giggle on Space Mountain, or you know, all those little things that we've done with our families. That's that's the kicker. For me, is is those great attractions.
0: Even the cheesy small rides, like you know, Small World. You know what I mean. Dumbo, like still, right. Dumbo, right? Oh, it's great. Peter Pan. You know, I mean, that's P- Peter Pan wouldn't lasted. You wouldn't have ninety minute waits for Peter Pan in Universal. Put it that. Oh, way. not a chance. Right? No,
1: there's no way. <laughs> right. Which I still don't really know why there's ninety minute waits there, but you know, in, in Disney. But it's a great attraction. Have you
0: ever waited through that queue? Uh, I think the longest we ever waited for that queue was 30 minutes. And it's the newer queue now where they kind yeah. of. Uh, I've I, never been through the I newer queue. I stayed through the, new, the, the newer queue. I think it was one of those nights where we were just kind of like, uh, it was a nice night or it was raining and it was covered. And we said, you know what, let's just whatever whatever the reason was. Because we don't really, we try not to wait too long for rides. And uh, I want to say it was probably about a 30 or 35 minute rate. And we said, you know what, we've got nothing else going on tonight. Let's get on that. And I like that as you go through the room. And it was really cool. And they kind of redid the queue area uh, for Peter Pan. So I've been on it since it's been new and improved
1: nice nice I need to do that I haven't been on that or Small World since they put in uh, the ending of Small World oh that's so cool with the uh, yeah, with the, with been the names yet. and stuff yeah yeah it's yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: very cool that's very I need cool to, I need to do that I don't that. get it all the time I, I think it has to matter of whether the system's working or not but uh, you know it picks up your your magic band bracelet and it'll say you know uh, you know goodbye Sarah goodbye Sarah you know goodbye Sammy goodbye right but uh, I, I've caught it a lot of times where it does work but I've caught it quite a few times where it wasn't working so
1: well, I wonder, too, because now with Star Wars, with Galaxy's Edge, you have something that, you know, especially for you, for example, you have something that is, has an emotional tie to you personally, right? It's, it's been a huge part of your life mm-hmm. growing up. You're really into Star Wars, still are. So now you are going to be able to walk into a land to where you've had this emotional attachment for your entire life. Now, we've had an emotional attachment to Toy Story, Walk into Toy Story land. It's very cool, but this is different. I think for me, that's one thing Potter does is you've read the books, you've watched the movies. Potter does that very well with that attachment to the characters and the way they've done Diagon Alley and Hogwarts and all that. I think it's really, really good. And I think we're going to see that up one plus one with, uh, with Galaxy's Edge.
0: Yeah, I think Galaxy's Edge was the uh, the smack back towards uh, Universal. Oh, it definitely it oh, was. Absolutely. Yeah. You yeah. know, they first they came out with the you know Avatar and Pandora, and I'm like, what are you doing? You missed the ball on this one. You know, that was kind of like the the comeback right after. It was like the jab so, before the knockout. Yeah, ball. and I'm like, what are you doing? And then and they listen, they did a great job with what they did do, but uh, yeah, they uh, they came to play with Star Wars, that's for sure.
1: To be honest with Pandora, I had very not low expectations for the land in general, but for a movie that I. The movie was fine. It was what it was. Didn't think it was the greatest movie ever made. It wasn't the worst movie ever made, but it's somewhere in the middle. It's a fantastic land. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is It is a... I mean, especially at night. The smells, the sights. I mean, it is a fan. They really, really did a nice job. And to be honest, it's in a very small area. Mm-hmm. For what they did with that small area over there is really cool. So it's, it's going to be great to see what Disney's going to do with all these new... And that's another thing, too. You know, we're talking about Universal... Being the thrill ride, you know, if you want thrill rides, this is the place to go, dude. You've got Tron coming up, you've got uh, all the Star Wars coming up, you've got um, Guardians coming up, you know, you've got some big attractions coming up really, really soon with Disney, so
0: should be good. They came to play. Uh, one of the other things that I wanted to talk about tonight, and that was some of the extra attractions now. There's no way you're ever, ever, ever going to get me to say <laughs> that anything is better than Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party because that is definitely yeah. the best extra-ticketed event. Uh, that for sure is definitely my my love. That's, that's, that's my favorite time. I know Universal does the Haunted Halloween Nights, and it's really scary. Uh, I haven't had a chance to do it yet. That's something that I really want to do. Um, why don't you tell some people the difference between what you're getting from some of the extra-hour events?
1: oh okay let's do uh, this will be very simple uh, let's start with Mickey's Not So Scary or Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party which in my opinion is the greatest extra ticketed event uh, on planet earth it is if you've never done Mickey's Not So Scary you are missing out you need to plan a trip during now August September and October to get down there and do that party it's fantastic I think from the booty you parade to everything else if you have never um, experiences or heard about it go back we have multiple episodes talking about The uh, Halloween party. Now, let me flip it on its head and take you over to Universal for Halloween Horror Nights. And I love, love Halloween Horror Nights, but it is not for children. I would say anybody under the age of 13, you should not be visiting Halloween Horror Nights because, look, it is based on all of your uh, scariest things that you've ever thought of. I mean, from original ideas to uh, intellectual properties like Halloween and Chucky and all these other things—they're um, all there. Uh, they scare you throughout the streets. They scare you throughout the mazes. It, it's fantastic. Katie and I have done it many, many, many years, and I hide behind her and crawl through every <laughs> single house. It, you can—it's really funny because you know we're coming because I'm screaming like, ah, 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 don't touch me!" And she's going, "Quit pushing me! Stop <laughs> pushing!" Because I'm just trying to push her through the maze. Um, It's—it's it's a fantastic event, man. You ought to do that with us next year.
0: I saw my plans. I think I popped that out there, saying that maybe we'll do that this year. I don't know. I uh, it's something I really, really want to do. I don't know if the girls would be into it. I know Laura wants nothing to do with that. Uh, she doesn't yeah. like being scared. Uh, Sammy's all tough till you actually get her there. Uh, a friend of ours up here runs a haunted house, and he's uh, oh, okay. So we 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 get the preview before they let the general public in. You know, kind of practice night, and that uh, scares the. Uh, Scares her pretty good, so we, uh, so I think she'll stay away from that. But I definitely want to do it. It's definitely something that's been on my radar and it's definitely on my bucket list of uh, things to try.
1: It's a great adult trip. It's a really great adult trip because you get the express pass, you do the parks during the day, and then you hang out and uh, and have a drink, and then you go into you go to Moe's you know, and relax, yeah. and then you uh, and then you go in and you start doing these these amazing um, houses and mazes. I mean, they had Stranger Things last year. They're bringing back Stranger Things this year. A lot of the mazes have been um, have have been announced. If I tell you what, a great uh, show. If you haven't gone so far, guys, I, I don't plug it a lot on here, but uh, Jamie and I from Way With Me Travel, we do another show called the Way With Me Travel Podcast. And the last episode we did, I guess it was episode 36, uh, was all about uh, Halloween in Central Florida. So that's a great show. Go back and listen to that, and you know what? There's music in there from every single thing you're going to see, hear, all that kind of stuff. So um, those are great. But I do want to talk about some of the other after-hour events that they offer. Now, Walt Disney World kind of, this is where they dwarf Universal with the after-hour events. Have you done a Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party before?
0: I have, uh, a very long time ago and only once.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we used to do all the time. We kind of stopped for a couple years, and then we went back this past year. Fantastic, man! It was so much fun. It was so much fun. There's something about being in Disney for Christmas, yeah. which I miss the Osborne lights. Yeah, I mean they're great, but it is. I mean, walk the, the seeing all the Christmas trees decorated. Um, it's just it's just really cool. But I mean, Universal has Mardi Gras. They do holiday at Universals where they light up Hogwarts Castle with the snow and. And the projections, and they they do all that stuff. So if you're a Potter fan, this is a great uh, great place to go over there. That's an extra ticket for those. N- you know what? It's not. That's one difference. Is when you go, it's just if you're there that time of year, you can go see the projections on the castle. Right. You don't have. It's not an actual party party. So.
0: And the Halloween Horror Nights are.
1: That is an extra one. Yep. Yes. And they also they sell an express pass for Halloween Horror Nights. So if you don't want to wait in that two hour queue to do um stranger things Mm -hmm. you can do the express pass
0: walking dead has a pretty big presence there too don't they
1: they have in the past that's the good thing is they change it every year so every year it's all new new houses new everything this is the first year i can remember that they've kind of rolled something over and that was just because of the popularity of stranger things last year that Mm -hmm. now they're doing stranger things 2 this year right so the second season so it's uh it's good man it's really really good
0: now, uh, one thing that I'm particularly partial to, and I really like a lot, is the water parks. Uh, Typhoon Lagoon is definitely one of our favorites. You know, we don't go, we don't do Blizzard Beach so much. Now, I know Universal just rolled out Volcano Bay in the in a few short years ago, right? I think it was two or mm-hmm. three years ago it opened up. As a matter of fact, I was there the weekend before it opened, so I know it was pretty recent. Uh, have you been to Volcano Bay yet? What do you think? I
1: have. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. Um, w- uh, it's okay the theming is great the theming is fantastic the slides are great let me tell you where they dropped the ball is and really it was something that they kind of stole off disney but they tried to change it too much you know that something's good and it doesn't need to be changed but Mm -hmm. people change it anyway yep well they came out with the tapu tapu and that's like their version of the magic band Mm -hmm. and it's it's waterproof you wear it and we thought man this is genius you can go up you touch it, it gives you a time to return to ride the attraction, right? So, let's say the, the for the for the biggest water slide we go up and it's 1 o'clock and it says, return at 3.15 to ride. Perfect. We'll go do some other stuff while we're waiting. We didn't know that when you tap your Tapu Tapu and it says return at 3.15, now you can't do any other water slides until 3.15. You're done.
0: Oh, really? See, I, that's
1: That's tough. <laughs> So you have the wave pool and you have the lazy river and that's it. So you can do no other water slides unless they say walk on, which they hardly ever say walk on.
0: Right. Right.
1: So now you're two hours sitting there. Yeah.
0: You might as well just wait online.
1: You might as well wait online. I mean, it's just, yeah, I mean, I know you can go back and get in the lazy river right. and stuff like that, but I thought, well, then this would be great if it just reserves your spot. And now you can go reserve your spot on another, you know what I mean? Right. Give you like two or three that you can do. Right. But, Typhoon Lagoon. I'm really looking forward to uh, to Typhoon Lagoon. We're doing the H2O Glow on the 11th. Yes, when we get down there. Yeah, that, that, uh,
0: that th- Thursday night, I believe. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. and um, we're uh, we're meeting up with the Rossies. They're going to be there, and then we also um, we just had friends do it that they said it was fantastic. They said no lines. They waited for nothing. Um, the characters were awesome. Were like fantastic Toy Stories there uh so man i can't wait i cannot wait to do that take lots of video put it up in the group and uh and and have that fun there
0: yeah i'm kind of disappointed i'm missing that you know because we're coming down and just timing and everything i mean you can always cram so much in a couple amount of days mm. but uh i've always been to the parks during the day i'd like to see what it's like there at night you know kind of because i mean the latest we're ever there to five six o'clock you know on a regular day you know that tends to be if we go there for a park day you know we get there around ten eleven o'clock and usually hang out till five or six and then you know all of those hours in the water and in the sun, you kind of really beat. So we'd usually, you know, head back, you know, clean up, have a little dinner, and then spend the night in the park. But uh, I've never been there that late. Never been there during after hours or or dark hours, you know. I think it would be pretty cool to see that.
1: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it a lot.
0: So finishing up with some of our, uh, you know, comparisons between Walt Disney World and Universal. We touched on this a little bit before, and that's the story. You know, like, you know, when you, it's that that book you're opening up when you walk into Walt Disney World and Universal has a whole different take on it. What's your take on the story behind the two different parks?
1: I'm gonna start with Universal because Universal's is simple in the fact that they don't have a they don't have a story. They don't have a they don't have one story. Let me let me say it like that. They don't have a uniform story that that goes throughout the park it you know as you move from land to land whether it be superhero island or whether you're going Jurassic Park um or you're moving around to Potter you know all those great lands have their own stories and they transition well but they don't have a lot in common with each other there's no central idea for universal and some people they try to make up something like there is but there's really not you know mm-hmm. Um, they kind of put in what they could with the space they had. I mean, you gotta think you can be sitting at Simpsons, look to your right and see men in black, look across and see where you enter Diagon Alley, look to your left and see rip ride rocket, look across the the water and see the mummy um you know everything's kind of right there where you're at you you know you're kind of thrown into all these stories all at once. The Disney story is perfect i there'll never be another theme park that will take a story and transport people like Disney does. When you walk through those arches of the Magic Kingdom, you're walking into your own personal movie. That's why you have the movie posters on the sides. That's why you have a popcorn right there at the front and and concessions and everything. And all those movie posters you see are all the coming attractions, Splash Mountain, Space Mountain, all the things you're going to do throughout your day. And then it, you. Ta- it's, a, it's a journey through time. You know, if you go up and you take the left, and you, uh, and you make your way around the park. You're journeying through time, all the way to Tomorrowland, and it's just a, it's just an amazing story. And what Walt did with the hub and spokes design, and incorporating these stories into one another, and the transitions from one land to another, it's impeccable. It is, it is the best, absolute best storytelling. And there's a reason that Walt Disney is who he is, and told stories the way he did. He's the best. I mean, it, it's second to none.
0: Yeah, I can't agree with you more on that. I mean, that, that's why I kind of gave that to you because you can explain that story better than anybody else that I know, and that's uh, that's 100 on the mark. And uh, that's what we live for, you know. That's what we go for, and that's the uh, that's that's Walt and himself.
1: Have you ever seen somewhere that can tell a story through music like Walt Disney World can?
0: Oh, absolutely not. It's, that's they they do it the best. I mean,
1: just just it doesn't even have to be uh, a song that you and through smells, like just through your senses alone. Through smells, you're walking through Main Street and just getting that smell of the confectionery, or pirates getting that smell of the water. You know, like th- those little things are what make you feel like you're somewhere magical. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that I remember. You know, I'll smell something at home and I'll go, "Wow, that smells like a temporary," or or, I'll, or you know, you'll hear just a acoustic version of something. You go, "Man, wow, okay, yeah, I'm at Disney." Yeah. You know, it's just it's special. It's really special.
0: You know, Justin had a great time talking about you know Universal and Disney and the comparisons in between. And um, listen, we're not going to do trivia this week because Jason's away, and you know we we know how much he likes doing that. But we are going to answer a question from one of our Disney Dad family. Justin, what do you got?
1: Yeah, I got a text from Brent, and Brent said, uh, "I love the show so much. Keep up the great work, guys. Thanks, Brent. We we appreciate those nice words. They they really do mean a lot to uh, to us." He says, "If you're open to show suggestions, I'd love to hear all three of you guys' opinions on Disney music." And Soundtracks, for example, what attraction has the best music? What area has the best music? What resort has the best music? Uh, etc. What the top three Disney movies based on soundtrack? Um, I'd love to hear your opinion on the music side of Disney. I don't, we kind of just talked about this just now, and I didn't even mean to because uh, I just pulled up your, your text. Um, and uh, you and Abby, and and first off, I, I'm looking back at the text, and he answered a trivia question from a while back saying Justin's the best host who never leaves my sides from back in May. <laughs> so, Brent, like I, lo- like I love you, man. Um we're not going to answer all those tonight because we will do a show about that sometime. We'll do a show just about Disney music, make a lot of fun. We'll put the music in there for you guys. But I want to. We'll, we'll answer one of those since it's just Mike and I. Uh, Mike, let's do this one. Let's do what attraction has the best music.
0: I would have to say, and I know you. I know. I already know yours. so I'm not going to say yours, but I'm going to say one of my favorite ones, and the tune gets me in the mood for Disney all the time. And that's Carousel of Progress.
1: Oh, great! There's a great, yeah, dude. That's a that's a great one. I mean, it's classic. It's classic mm-hmm. Sherman Brothers. It's it's uh that's classic Disney. You can't I mean Disney had Walt Disney had his hand on that. You can't you can't get it wrong. Is that something you play in your car? And, and I like, do. And uh, I, I, I
0: drive the the girls nuts with it every once in a while. I'll just throw it on a YouTube thing, and then i will get stuck in their head, and they'll be singing it for hours. And it's just one of those family fun rides that we've done a million times and uh, yeah. the kids love it and it's always a nice relaxing ride and, you know time consuming you know it takes a nice party a day and it gets to just kind of chill and I love, it. Uh, I love that song and I love the ride
1: yeah see, so you know mine you think you know mine oh I know yours let's hear it splash you got it, oh, yep. Yeah. it I I yep I love it man that, 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 um, that one song for me probably signifies Disney more than anything else I, I just when I hear it You cannot hear it and not put a smile on your face, you know, because it just brings back those memories of when Riley was little and, you know, her going hands up on Splash Mountain. Story that's that's a story I'll tell the rest of my life. Is the first time she rode Splash Mountain and hearing her laugh and just spending that time with her. And now it's just a staple for the two of us to uh, to always ride Splash Mountain. It doesn't matter if it's thirty five degrees in Central Florida. I will always ride Splash Mountain with her. We will figure it out. We'll dry off later. We'll buy new clothes if we have to, uh, but we will always ride Splash Mountain because that song really signifies Disney to me.
0: Yeah, I, I knew that's you were going with, and I love that ride too, and I love that song, but I said, uh, I knew you had special moments. <laughs> with that song. I couldn't steal your thunder with that one. I would have been looking for you, a new host if I did
1: that. Yeah, you get me good, and I'd start muting your mic. <laughs> it's gone. Hey, I guys. i edit it out. <laughs> yeah, it is
0: what it is. You know what I mean. Perfect. Very cool. Well, guys, we're getting towards the end of our show, and we can't close the show without doing one of my favorite things, and that would be Pictures of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the 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 Week. week. It's time for us to get our Picks
1: of the Week. week.
0: Justin, since Jason's not here, you can do your uh, first Pick of the Week.
1: I, dude, I love it. We need to uh we need to just make this to where I get to go. Can we tell Jason that he's not he's not listening, you know? Well tell Jason that um we've decided that I just get to go first every week. Is that okay? Can yeah, we sure. do that? I'm cool All with right, that. good. I like this. All right. all right, two versus one. We're good.
0: Don't, don't tell him, don't tell him. He don't tell him no, 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 anybody
1: no, no, tell him, right. keep that between all of us. Okay. Um my pick of the week is uh is easy and hard at the same time, and that is the fact that you intentionally made this hard on me by saying, Let's make Pixel of the Week a tough one for the guys And you did, and that's Charmaine Failure. Charmaine, what are you doing to me? But I'm so proud of you because you absolutely made me smile and laugh. And the Disney family did not disappoint. She says... What is the silliest Disney photo you have? Here's son of some of mine and a some of her uh her little prince there, and he is just absolutely hamming it up in a couple of the photos. And then people just took off, man. So many great, great pictures. I can't even go through enough of them on here because there's so many guys, you absolutely rock Dave Barron rocking it, doing the doing the hula, man. I see what you're doing there. Absolutely amazing. Guys, you all are the absolute greatest Disney family around. Uh, I I can't say enough. My wife, of course, posting me as the hunchback uh, reigning in Animal Kingdom. I I always (laughs) like whenever we can laugh at me. That makes it more fun. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, man, you guys absolutely rocked it. Absolutely rocked it. I do have to have a little talk with uh, Rowan, Emily's daughter, um, because, Rowan, you're crying holding a Mickey bar. That's That's not appropriate. We've got to talk about this and, uh, and we need to we need to make sure that doesn't happen again. But guys, absolutely rocked it. Thank you so much for this post. It's amazing
0: yeah i had a great time looking at that some of those funny posts i was looking through some of my own funny funny photos as well too and uh you know that's what it's about it's all about having a good time and those those true moments where you're just laughing and being silly and being giddy and it's being a kid again or you know watching your kid be a kid and uh that's what makes it such a fantastic place so uh i got a real special shout out for my pick of the week this week and uh matthew zurich first of all Thank you so much for an amazing trip recap. I mean, it was great. You got to go down to Disneyland. Uh, you were there for the opening of Star Wars. Uh, you know, you asked everybody in the group what they wanted to know about, and you delivered. And man, the, watching your video of you asking me if I wanted to be, you know, to recruit me for a stormtrooper—that was the coolest thing. That made my day. I've watched that video like 15 times already. That was so super cool. I can't thank you enough uh, from the bottom of my heart. That was so awesome for you to think of me when you're on vacation. Uh, I don't think you guys realize how much we appreciate uh, you letting us into your family and your trip recaps and just really taking on uh, taking us in with you on your vacations. And uh, that's the prime example of that. You know, kind of give me a little shout out while you're on vacation. And thank you for thinking of me. And uh, great, great, and awesome trip recap. Dude, the pictures are amazing. I've I've scrolled through these so many times, and just
1: starting out from when they got their wristbands, like going all the way through, and he broke it down so perfectly. Um, look, man, we might have to bring you on on the show here, and we'll talk a little bit about Galaxy's Edge. I was uh, thinking the
0: exact same thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Come be a guest, man. Let's let's have a little fun. Um, Savvy's workshop. I mean, when he's talking about uh, you know making a lightsaber and that it's it's comp- completely worth every penny. It's one hundred ninety nine dollars. He said it's worth every penny. And then you see the lightsabers? They look legit. I mean, they look amazing. Like when you see the pictures and talking about, the, look, you you had my heart when you said all the food was really good. That's all I need. That's all I need. I don't need retractions. I just need good food. Dude, thank you so much, man. Uh, to, to both of you, you and Alyssa, thank you so, so much for allowing us to be a part of your special day. It really does mean a lot.
0: Oh, I also want to give an honorable mention to our good friend Robert Parker and Casey Parker. They're down in Disney right now, as a matter of fact. They gave us a trip recap the other day. And he was diving, He and he has his awesome goggles that has the uh, P. Sherman 42 Wallaby Way in the back of his goggles. Very, very cool. Uh, that's an awesome experience to be to do something out of the ordinary and to be able to dive in the tank there. I mean, super cool, man. I've seen it happen before. I've seen the people in there, and you're an honorary cast member for the day. That is just really, really cool. My uh, my wife did an experience like that one time. Maybe I'll have her talk about it on the show, where she did the dolphin experience there, and she got to go in the tank with uh, a couple Couple of the dolphins and she learned about behavior and whatnot and uh that was a birthday gift to her around her uh you know her something something birthday and uh i don't want to give a rage out on the radio on the uh on the podcast but yeah no she uh she had a great time doing that and anytime you get those really weird ex- different experiences that's something you'll always remember and something you can't do on a regular vacation and uh very cool and very cool trip recap i've got to
1: do this i've got to, i've got to do this i'm sitting here looking at the pictures right now are you a certified uh, diver No, but I will be for this. I actually thought about becoming a certified diver just to do this. Yeah, no doubt, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, this is a no brainer. The only thing that would become a certified diver here is you have to do it in like the, the rivers and like even our ocean Uh. is murky. And, eh. um, dude, this is, this is amazing, man. I, I absolutely love it. I, I highly, highly recommend any of these. Um, extra ticketed events like this, where you can do the uh, all, all the tours, you know, whether it be the diving or the Wild Africa trek or Keys of the Kingdom or any of those. So, highly recommend those if you haven't done them before. Awesome, dude! Thanks for sharing, Robert. Appreciate it, man. And we got hey, not just Robert. Give Casey a shout out, shout out too, because Casey, I'm sure. Oh, was... I mentioned Casey. Yeah. Mentioned oh, Casey. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Oh, sorry,
0: I was lost in the pictures, man. I wasn't listening to you. <laughs> That's cool. No, no, we don't. <laughs> we don't exclude. <laughs> so, listen, I had a great time talking about. The other place, Universal, that we don't talk about that much. Uh, but, you know, hopefully that if some people had some questions about whether they should go or shouldn't go, do it. Good. You know, it's family vacation. You're going to have a good time. Uh, it's worth it, but make sure you spend most of your time at Disney because that's where we love the most. Uh, Justin, I had a great time talking to you tonight. I miss our buddy Jason, you know, our third wheel. He's kind of, uh, but he's getting some good family time and we're going to see him soon enough.
1: Yeah, I think, you know what, I think he planned this just because he knows he's got to spend a lot of time with us coming up, and he's probably like, man, I need a break now, because here, they're going to, Justin's going to be full force coming here real <laughs> soon, and let's be honest, I might be a real little guy, but I can be a lot to take on, because I'm real energetic, so get ready, <laughs> um, but uh, dude, we miss you, man, be safe, coming back, enjoy your family time there, uh, to the Disney family, have an amazing, amazing week, thank you guys so much for everything you do, you don't realize, you really, really don't realize, um, your posts, your stories, your uh, text messages for the trivia your emails to us the little things you do make this completely worth every second and we enjoy your company and we enjoy you allowing us to be a small part of your disney family and so thank you guys so so much for that uh i do want to do this real quick before we head out We normally get all this information out with the trivia, but guys, if you get a chance, go over to www.disneydadspodcast.com. Check out all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Also, our emails are there if you want to get in touch with us. There's so many great things over there at the website, including all the shows, all of our other shows. So All that stuff is there for you. And also, if you're just wanting to get to be a part of the show, give us a call, 317-WDW-DADS, 317-939-3237. We will put you on one of the shows and make you a part of the Disney Dads podcast. Thank you guys so much. Mike, thank you, brother. Had so much fun. Until next time, buddy. I'll see you real soon. Have a good night. Night.
0: From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you and remember, always keep it Disney. And that's a wrap.
1: This has been YDF Media Productions.